Welcome back to episode 10 of the AUENV 233 Dirt on Soils podcast. Most of the time when we talk about soils, we think about agricultural fields or maybe forests. But today we're going to talk about some soils that are a bit closer at hand. In fact, they are probably right below you right now. But first, let's hear from our friends, RHCP. Today we're talking about urban soils, that is, the soils found in urban environments. Although they may not be what we picture when we first bring up soils, they have several important roles that we often forget. Our learning outcomes for this topic are more general than previous topics. Basically, you should be aware that soils are present in urban ecosystems. We will discuss some of the major characteristics of urban soils, their ability to act as carbon sinks, and specific challenges facing urban soils. Considering urban soils is important because across the world, more than 50% of people now live in cities. In Canada, this percentage is even higher, with more than 80% of the population residing in urban communities. Why is this important when it comes to soils? Well, one is that cities cannot stand alone. To function, they need rural resources, a major example being agriculture in order to feed the population. As we've discussed a lot, this can come down to soil health. Beyond food, residents of cities also rely on ecosystem services and natural capital, and many of those services are provided by soils, even in an urban context. These services include when we think about things like recreation, parks, and green spaces. Only a century ago, cities and nature were two completely separate entities, but now we join them frequently. We attempt to design, maintain, and even increase the amount of nature within cities. This is for obviously aesthetic reasons, but also for increasing environment and health-related reasons. Many now speak about green infrastructure as a key component of city development. This green infrastructure can take a lot of forms, from more passive parks and gardens, to planting street trees or retaining urban woodlands, all the way to designing green roofs and green walls on new construction. All of these rely on some level on soil. However, for the most part, our urban soils are completely out of sight as they have been sealed up by impermeable materials as development has proceeded. Impervious means not allowing fluids to pass. And in cities, we are talking about roads, sidewalks, parking lots, roofs, back alleys, etc. It is very visible these days as we have more spring melt and huge amounts of surface runoff. Check the level of Camrose Creek the next time you walk past. But you can see that instead of water flowing into the ground with minimal runoff, we have flipped the script and now have more runoff than infiltration. This sealing of soils has various impacts. One, as mentioned, is hydrological with shifting regimes and water pollutant levels. Sealing at a more basic level also re represents a loss of soil. Yes, it's there, but it has, been, it has very few of the functions prior to sealing. These losses actually impact some of the best agricultural soils, as these were often locations where people founded cities, and as the cities grew, they pave over excellent agricultural potential. See Edmonton for an example. The soils are also hard to recover because the act of construction actually alters many of the soil properties. Another major impact of less soil and more paved surfaces is an increasing urban heat island. This refers to an increased temperatures in cities and the potential associated health impacts. So what are some of the characteristics of urban soils? Although hidden, they underlie everything in the city. They are frequently severely compacted due to construction. They often have elevated pH, low organic matter, and may contain pollutants depending on land use. 
Of course, there are also areas and cities where specific steps have been taken to retain natural soils and have limited anthropogenic impact. Some cities, although very few, have undertaken soil surveys to categorize different soils present in their jurisdictions. An example is the New York City Reconnaissance Soil Survey, which found 46 different soils within the city. These range from thousands of year old on soils on glacial till to extremely young soils on human construction material. One soil was named the Big Apple soil and consisted solely of earth that had been dredged along New York City Bay and deposited on land over the past century. However, that's not the only unique urban soil. In several municipalities, biochar is being tested as a soil amendment. If you remember back to our soil carbon topic, we spoke about the importance of char and soils as providing a large amount of carbon, high exchange capacity, high porosity, decreasing bulk density, large surface area for cation exchange capacity, and as a stable component of soil. All of these may help ameliorate some of the problems that urban soils face. Studies looking at additions of biochar have noted positive results on vegetation health and also improved soil remediation results, so we could see a lot more of it in our urban soils in the future. We know that healthy soils can store carbon, and the soils under the city are not an exception and may actually represent an unrecognized sink that is mostly unaccounted for in carbon models. A study from Leicester, England, calculated a citywide organic carbon budget and calculated that there was no significant difference in storage between soils sampled beneath urban green spaces and impervious surfaces at equivalent depths. They also found that urban soil organic carbon storage was significantly greater than regional agricultural land at equivalent soil depths. So what does this mean about the future of soils in cities? Well, the first thing that is required is recognition that soils still exist in cities and still play important roles. Then we need to understand the various types of soils that we have. We can also think about future policy and try and limit sealing to poor quality soils and even to unsealing soils when no longer needed, i.e. vacant lots that dot many downtown areas. A major need is general communication and education about the important roles that soils still play in our cities, even though we might not engage with them as much as we would in an agricultural context. That's a wrap for episode 10 and our very brief introduction to urban soils. Our next episode is actually going to be our last episode for the AUENV233 Dirt on Soils podcast, but also features a first in that it'll be the first time we have a guest on our podcast. Dr. Ann McIntosh is going to drop in to speak about her research looking at land reclamation following disturbance and the important royal role that soils play. Until then.